Hi everyone, before this episode begins, I would like to address the heartbreaking reality that we are currently living in and I want to also say that I could record millions of episodes about this, but I feel like it's really helpful to listen to black podcasters and from hear from their perspective and to go and support what they are creating during this time. So I want to share some podcasts that you can all go check out. So the first one is Code Switch from NPR. The next one is Larry Wilmore, Black on the Air. Another is This and That with Christine Jobson. And lastly, the Stacks Pod, uh, which is actually a book podcast, um, but can also share a lot of really relevant reading material during this time. Um, And also just because I am not dedicating episodes to this does not mean that I am not actively being an ally. And as a white woman and a white person, I encourage everyone to be part of what is going on, be an ally, do what you can, be on the right side of history if you want to see a change in the country that we are living in and I hope that everyone listening to this does want that and so I encourage everyone to donate if you can. Um, I have some resources here. So one moment please. Um, yeah, so if you can donate to the official GoFundMe for George, George Floyd's family, the Minnesota Freedom Fund, which is a grassroots organization that is currently working with National Lawyers Guild and the Legal Rights Center, which will use the donations to bail out arrested protesters. Reclaim the Block, which is a grassroots organization based in Minneapolis, which will use funds to address community needs and setting up programs for youth. Uh, Black Visions Collective, which is based in Minnesota and focuses its work on transformative justice in the state. And I know that there are many others as well, but I want to highlight those. You can also contact Minneapolis Mayor Jacob Fry to demand justice. You can call his office at 612-673-2100. You can sign a lot of very different petitions. I think that something that is easy for everyone listening right now that you can do is you can text in all caps FLOYD, F-L-O-Y-D, to 551 to sign the petition to, um, it demands that Frey, or Fry, I'm not sure, block the involved officers from receiving their pensions and ban them from being able to become police officers again, and it demands that uh, Freeman charge officers with murder. There's another position posted on change.org, which is um, getting the attention of Fry and Freeman, and it currently has more than 2 million signatures and is aiming for at least 3 million. So I just also want everyone to be wary of what you are sharing and what you are saying online. Posting is, of course, great for raising awareness, but there is more that we can be doing, and I hope that we all choose to take a stand in this to make 
more positive changes for the black community and therefore for all of us because this is a problem that involves every single person. So thank you for listening and I hope you enjoy this episode. Listening to OK Guys with Laura Deshiva, a WTBU production. Hi, everyone. It is your host, Laura. And for this episode of OK Guys, I really wanted to discuss figuring out competition and room for all women and what to do when you and a friend are applying for the same position, what to do when a friend asks for help with a position that you secretly really want, and a bunch of things related to this that kind of come up in college and now even in post-grad. And what sparked the idea for this topic for me is I began to think about how the idea that We want to include everyone and help women succeed and help our friends succeed, but are we really practicing this? So I've experienced a couple of examples of this in college that I'd like to share. The first one that comes to mind for me is in my junior year, I was in a creative advertising class. It's a mandatory class and I am so not creative in this way, but basically the class is required for all advertising students to learn the fundamentals of copywriting and design. So you get a bunch of different assignments, creating basic advertising campaigns. It was a really fun class, but it was definitely challenging for me because I aim to pursue a career on the other side of the business, which is more management, planning, and working with clients. So this class wasn't exactly up my alley. And our first assignment was to come up with five different headlines for a camera campaign. Uh, just like one sentence that describes all the functions of this camera, no images, tell the story, literally just one amazing sentence but five completely different iterations and there was a girl in my class that I was friendly with we actually took another creative advertising class together the previous semester where we had to learn the basics of design and photoshop and all that stuff which we both weren't really highly skilled at at the time and we struggled through that class together and we would show each other our designs we would comment on them and actually provide really helpful feedback things like oh that color yellow is too bright I can't really read the words or that logo doesn't look centered things like that it's really helpful to have a second set of eyes that might be able to just see things that you can't see but they still understand the assignment and have that creative mindset um, so anyway We had this class together and we had to write these headlines and I figured because we were so helpful to each other in the previous class that she wouldn't mind reading over the headlines I wrote telling me if something didn't make sense or if she saw a word that I could take out, something simple again, just that second set of eyes. So I texted her 
just saying, hey, would you mind looking over the headlines, seeing if they make sense? And for like, this is completely normal in my major. It's a highly collaborative major and field of work. So it's not like that's cheating or anything. I just want to point that out. Um, If you were in a different major or maybe feel like this is weird, it's really, it's more like proofreading. So she wrote back that she wouldn't feel comfortable doing that. And I was a bit taken aback because I had helped her with all the assignments in our other class. And when I say help, I mean like reviewing before she handed it in. Um, And I don't know, I, I guess I just kind of realized like, okay, this partnership or collaboration ship was over and I wasn't aware of that. So I kind of let it slide. I was, I thought it was weird, but you know, because in the past it was so normal for us to review. But okay, just let it go. No biggie. Well, <laughs> we got to class. That was such a dramatic well. Anyway, well, we got to class the next morning and we all had to present our five different headlines. But before that, our professor began the class by saying this girl, we'll call her Evelyn. I don't know. That just came to my head. Evelyn. He was like, Evelyn did the most amazing job I've ever seen. No one else's headlines compared to hers. You guys need to step it up to reach her success. Going on and on. And I was like, wow, okay, like good for her. Like I'm, I'm excited to see what she wrote. Like personally I think the professor was, you know, it's a little extra to, to do that. But like, okay, like go off. Thought, she, you know, excited to see her work. Excited for her that she was getting this praise. But then it kind of hit me and I realized after the professor was going on and on that she had gone to office hours. He basically told her in office hours, like, wow, this is the most amazing thing I've ever seen. And she kind of like wanted to hide her secret almost. And listen, like, I'm not saying that she had to edit my headlines and like write them for me. Like I had already written mine. I just wanted her to look them over, see if they were any good, see if, you know, she had any feedback. And it's something that has really stuck with me ever since it happened. And something else um, that recently-ish happened is that when I was starting this podcast, I had reached out to someone I knew who had also started a podcast and I was just asking her how she got started and she wouldn't help me. She she wouldn't give me any of the answers to questions that I was asking her. And I was really confused by this because she had already started her own. So it wasn't like we were vying for the same position. And kind of back to the Evelyn example, like she had already written hers. It's not like, you know, and I'd already written mine. So it was two completely different things. Um, but I don't know. I struggle with this because I've seen so many instances of women who have already had success or already have the position that they want. And maybe they're willing to help others trying to acquire the same position. Maybe they're not. But for example, the internship that I had last summer, when when I hear others are applying to it, I am so ready to help. I offer to read their cover letter, maybe give tips. But it makes me wonder, like, if we were applying to the same position at the same time, I probably wouldn't help, right? Like, it's just something I think of. And I read a book a couple of summers ago by one of my favorite authors, Meg Wolitzer, called The Feminist Persuasion. 
And I won't give too much away, but definitely check out the book if you're interested in this sort of thing. But basically, there are two young women, they're best friends, they're starting their entry-level jobs. One of them gets her dream job at a magazine. She works really hard for this, and her best friend, who is a little less hardworking, has a harder time kind of figuring her life out and what she wants to do, asks her friend who's working at the company to hand in her resume for a new position at the company. And her friend goes out of her way to make sure that the resume never gets sent in. And in the book, you know, it's not just an easy decision for her. She struggles with this because she isn't sure that her friend is the right fit for the position. She isn't sure if She wants her friend to be working with her. She kind of just wants to like keep this job for herself and have it be her own. And it's a complex situation. But the way I see it is you can help a friend succeed without diminishing your success. And of course, this is a hard thing that we struggle with. And we don't want to share what we feel like is ours. And it makes me wonder why? Why is this? Why aren't we living up to the stand up for women and there's room in every room for all women BS that we share on our Instagram stories each day? Like I see this all the time, but are we really practicing it? And I'm not saying that if you and your roommate are applying to the exact same position that you have to sit there and edit her cover letter so that it's exactly as outstanding as yours in the exact same way. But if someone is asking you for help, you can still help them. And yes, it's awkward if you're applying to the same things or if you're interviewing for the same competitive spots. It's tense. It's not the most pleasant thing to be so close to, but this happens all the time in college. Like Your classmates are going to be applying to the same things as you if you're in the same major. And you don't have to shut them out if they ask for help. Yes, in these situations, I do believe you should put yourself first. That's the harsh harsh reality of obtaining a competitive position. But once you've put yourself first, you feel secure. You feel like you're doing the best you can. You can open yourself up to help others. And I'm no angel. Like I, I have stories of my own. One that I think of kind of recently is that I worked at the career services office in my school this fall. I wasn't one of the like career mentor helper peoples. Uh, I would just like if students would call and ask questions, I sat at the front desk and stuff like that. Um, And this girl came to the office one day. She was applying to internships. She was really frazzled. She didn't know where to start, which is totally okay and normal. We were all there at some point. And, you know, that's why she came to the office. Um, But she said that in an interview, she doesn't ask any questions at the end. And I kind of heard this and I turned around and I butt in and I was like, oh, like you should always try and have questions. I always try and have like a list of 15 questions because... You never know if the interviewer only asks you like five minutes of questions and then you have the whole interview left and you're just sitting there like you have to ask them things and it shows that you're interested. And anyway, it, it I didn't feel comfortable giving her all of my questions because I worked really hard to come up with those questions and research all this stuff. And looking back on it, I feel really badly for not helping more because 
I have learned that it is a hard balancing act because we don't want to, you know, give away every answer that we've worked really hard to come up with. Like when I was in high school, people would text me all the time the night before an assignment was due for the answers when I had already finished it like five days ago and worked really hard on it. Like, why should I give them my answers? You know, whatever. I I was a complete nerd. Um, And I think that's different than like collaborating. Like, you know, if someone literally asked me, like, send me the answers in calculus from one to five, when I I had sat there doing like one to five calculus problems for like hours because I'm not good at math. You know, like I'm not going to give them my answers. But in English classes, if I had already written my essay and someone says, oh, would you mind looking mine over? Just making sure like my thought process is clear. Like, you know, those are two completely different things in my eyes. Um, But what I've learned is that just because you give someone an answer doesn't mean that they're actually going to use it. They need to take that next step. They need to go the extra mile to make something work. So on a completely different side note, I know someone who loves to help their friends with applying to jobs and internships and prepping for interviews and then will take credit for when they get the position, which is just so wrong in my eyes. And Helping a friend or a classmate or a colleague is great, but you can only help them so far. They are the one in the interview. They are the one communicating via email. Like you did not help them get the position, even if you helped here and there along the way. And this is something that has actually allowed me to help others more because I acknowledge like I can only help them so much. I can show them resources that I've used. I can send them links, but I can't take my brain out of my head and hand it over to them during an interview. Even with the example of the girl coming into the office and asking what interview questions I asked, like, yes, it took me forever to come up with unique and thoughtful questions to ask in interviews. But even if I shared a couple, she still has to ask them. And she still has to ask them in a way that shows she is eager and eager to learn, curious about the company. So what I've learned is share the resources, share what you're comfortable with, help in any way that you can, because it may feel like you're giving away those coveted answers that you have come to all on your own, but you're really not. And the moral of the story is no one is you. Like, I don't know who needs to hear that, but no one is you. You are you, no one else. Your cover letter is unique because it's yours. You were chosen for positions that you've gotten in the past because you are you. And no amount of helping someone else is going to make them you. And this is a confusing topic with layers. It's not something that can be perfectly summed up and put away in a however many minute I'm in tongue for like 15 minutes episode. But it's something that I've just been thinking about a lot and it's not going to go away. For college students working on projects or as we enter into our professional lives. Like right now I'm applying to jobs. Like are some of my friends applying to those jobs? Probably because there aren't that many jobs right now. Like that's just the world we're living in. Now, do I have to sit with them and be like, okay, like let me 
look over your cover letter and let me connect you with this person that I'm talking to. Like, do I have to do that? No. Like, do I want to do that? I'm not sure because like I said, I want to, you know, focus on myself first. Like it, like I said, it's the harsh reality. I want to make sure that I can get a position, but then it's like once, once I can be secure, once I've done the interviews, once I've applied, once I've heard back, whatever step of the process I'm in, if a friend comes to me and says, oh, like, I'm really interested in this. I know you interviewed there. Like, what types of questions did they ask? Like, can I help them? Yes. Like, I have already gone through the process. Like, I'm giving them really helpful information that they might not be able to get. And again, they still have to do the interview. They still have to wow them. They still have to make the connections. Just because you tell someone like, oh, this person that I know works in HR, like, they still have to go and make that connection on their own. So, And, you know, if they get the position, I didn't get it for them. Did I help? Yeah. Yeah, I helped them. I did not get the position for them. They got it on their own. And, you know, I have seen that in my industry, the people, people gravitate towards the collaborators and the people that are willing to help. So, you know, this is my hot take on the issue. Maybe you don't agree with everything that I said. And I know that some things are easier said than done. Like that scenario that I just explained, if a friend is applying to a position, like, you know, I'm not in that situation right now. So is that exactly what I would do? I don't know. Only time will tell if I reach that situation. But it's something that I'm trying to keep with me throughout my professional life because I don't want to turn people away when they need my help. Even if it's uncomfortable, at least I know that I'm helping and I can still help others while helping myself succeed. The next time someone asks you to review something of theirs or asks you a question about a project that you are working on like don't you know quickly dismiss them asking for help because think of what you would have wanted to hear when you were going through it and so for example like this I have a book Instagram account if you're listening to this my book Instagram is Laura's library I just post book reviews like it's it's really just more for fun um I love reading and I read a lot and people always ask me for my book recs so I just made an Instagram account for it but like this girl that I know also started a book account and she texted me being like hi like I follow your book account I'm also starting one I'd love to know like how you know what's worked for you whatever and that may feel like competition in the moment and you know I am not gonna say like you should exactly copy me like no that's not what I said I gave her tips that I felt were really helpful for you know starting mine for keeping people interested what worked what didn't um and you know why shouldn't I help her like I already have the account adding another person to the mix having a book Instagram account like there are so many book Instagram accounts (laughs) isn't going to diminish what I have. And, you know, why not support someone else? And then she can help support my page and, you know, we can collaborate and things like that. And that's more what I'm talking about. I'm not saying if you have like the most golden ticket in the idea of ideas, like you are about to start a revolution with this idea. Like, no, you don't have to be giving your ideas out to every single person. But if you already have something that someone else is also trying to achieve 
and create for themselves, like why not tell them what you learned? Why not tell them like, oh, like this really helped me. It could help you. And you'd want someone to do that for you as well when you're starting something new. So I think this is something we can all think about in our lives and keep with us. You know, maybe you only resonated with part of what I said and you can keep that with you. But yeah, I mean, definitely let me know what you think if you want to hear more hot takes like this. Uh, But I'd love to know what you guys thought. I hope you enjoyed this episode of OK Guys. Make sure to subscribe on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review if you liked it. And follow at OK Guys Pod for more. 